Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Today we're going to take a closer look at some semiconductor companies, NVIDIA, AMD, and your favorite, Intel. So what I want to do in today's episode is just kind of take a closer look at the past top news that are impacting these three semiconductor companies. These are the three most popular stocks, in my opinion, in the semiconductor space, thanks to things like AI at the moment. So let's get to it in today's episode. All right, so first I want to take a closer look at price action, and then we're going to take a closer look at some news. So NVIDIA, this is my number one position. We can see in the past five days, the stock was up roughly 4%, but it was a pretty crazy volatile day, um, week, right? From the peak of the top and the peak of the bottom, uh, the stock had moved roughly four four percentage 3.4 percent uh so we can see definitely a nice amount of volatility as high as 457 on october 2nd to as low as somewhere around 430 on wednesday october 4th um now if we take a closer look at intel i do believe intel has seen a very good week um intel actually is up 1.6 percent in the past five days uh, we can see a lot of different movements happening in the semiconductor industry next if we take a closer look at amd it does seem like amd tends to have the best day right now amd on just the friday was up roughly 4.2 percent and in the past five days the stock is up roughly five percent uh so definitely pretty exciting for those that are not familiar nvidia is my number one position amd is my number two position in my overall portfolio i do not have a position in intel but i do believe there's bullish opportunities for that company Finally, I want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video and check out fool.com slash Jose for the 10 best stocks to buy now. With that link, you get a promotional offer for the subscription service. Now, let's continue with today's episode. Uh, so if we take a closer look at some recent news impacting NVIDIA, which is the first company I want to take a closer look at, um, is this investor's presentation that showed up for October of 2023. And there is a lot and a lot of great information in this presentation. I actually did a video about it, I think, previously on my previous episode. But they do discuss a lot of the great solutions of what they have in forms of AI, in forms of software, in forms of their future chips. And I do believe that is what's the most important thing that came out for NVIDIA. NVIDIA announced that they are moving from a two-year rhythm of chips. We can see the A100 came out in fiscal year of 2021. In theory, that is the calendar year of 2020 um, versus the H100, the most recent AI chip, which came out in fiscal year of 2023, a.k.a. calendar their year of 2022 but nvidia says hey look we're no longer going to be using a two-year rhythm on going into the next generation of chips what we're going to start off is doing one-year rhythm and i think this is insane um for numerous reasons right first i do believe it's going to help fight off competition um because uh we do have companies like amd coming out with the mi300 we do have intel coming out with gaudi 3 um within the next um few quarters quarters to a year now so it does seem like nvidia they want to remain the leader in this space and one way to do that is make sure they're pumping out this one-year rhythm what i do find a little bit interesting for this and kind of looking at in the business aspect is how is this going to impact their revenue are they going to make maybe less chips per year because now if i was a company i'll be like okay you have one chip this year maybe i'll hold off a few more months a few more quarters and just get the next generation of chip uh so it, it, it's going to be kind of interesting to see how that kind of plays off with the kind of mindset and the kind of cloudy market that we're in right now. 
Now, I want to take a closer look at another NVIDIA news, but first, I do want to say thank you guys for the support. We just hit 28.3 thousand subs in this channel. I'm trying to hit 30,000 by the end of the year, so if you haven't, make sure to hit the thumbs up. Make sure make sure to hit the subscribe button. Um, if you do want to take a closer look in the semiconductor market, I do have weekly exclusive videos. Just click join to learn more about the membership. A special offer at fool.com slash Jose. Free newsletter at josenaharo.substack.com and free semiconductor news at semiconductorwatch.com. Now, kind of continuing here in NVIDIA, I do want to say NVIDIA had a lot of news um, and there are reports that NVIDIA may lease data center space for DGX cloud services. Uh, so it does seem like NVIDIA is trying to get a little bit closer, maybe combating some of the clouding giants like Amazon, maybe like Google, like Microsoft Cloud. Obviously, I, I, I want to say they always need that partnership from those players as they provide a nice amount of revenue from them. But um, it does seem like these clouding giants, they're trying to kind of escape their their chains that they, they have right now with NVIDIA, right? Because a lot of these clouding giants are trying to create their own chips and reduce the dependency of a lot of semiconductor companies. So I want to say NVIDIA is kind of playing the double, is kind of playing the return, the Uno card or, or, or the, um, What's the Uno card I'm talking about? But um, but it, the reverse card. There we go. They're trying to play the reverse card, and they're saying, "Hey, look, you're a clouding company. You want to become a semiconductor company? Maybe, maybe it's time for me to become. I am a semiconductor master, semiconductor genius. Maybe I can also become a clouding giant." So there's a lot of speculations happening here, but something that investors should definitely keep a closer eye on. Um, now, kind of talking about that, right? Where we're seeing a lot of AI big giants kind of focus on creating their own chips. We did hear some reports that Microsoft is expected to debut their AI chip next month that could cut NVIDIA GPU cost. Uh, and that came out in October 6th um, from the information. That's pretty interesting. Again, we are seeing a lot of these um, clouding companies, like I mentioned, really go out into the semiconductor space. And the reason I want to say not only to think about this as maybe as NVIDIA shareholders, but if you have if you have shareholders Shareholders, if you're a shareholder of a company like AMD, like Intel, like Marvell, that also creates kind of solutions for the data center market, it is possible that in the future, these clouding giants can come and come out and try to create some chips to either reduce the dependency of that product. At the end of the day, I do believe NVIDIA is light years ahead of the competition in forms of technology, in forms of, of kind of the ecosystem. So I really wouldn't be too worried, but it is something to keep an eye out. Again, also, if you are an investor of other semiconductor companies. That's all what I have from NVIDIA. It is going to be the bulk of the episode. Next, we're going to take a closer look at Intel. So Intel on October 3rd announced their intent to operate their programmable solution group as a standalone business under the leadership of Sandra Rivera. And one thing is first, Sandra Rivera, she is the current uh, kind of leadership of the data center market. So I want to say for if I was an Intel shareholder, I would I really kind of would be sad to see her go. Um, but Intel is saying this is going to be a new way to kind of bring more shareholder assets or shareholder returns. They've kind of done these dilutions of businesses. They've done it with uh, Mobileye, right? 
They've also sold out some form of uh, of lithography masking business as well, uh, and it's going to be a, a great way to kind of return money back to shareholders and also build out the capital as this company continues to invest in things like manufacturing. Uh, so the main reason Intel is kind of doing this is they mentioned that, hey, look, the FPGA market is definitely a market that can grow, but right now as a business, we're really focused in getting CPU leadership again and also the data center market and obviously the kind of manufacturing market. So they're saying even though the FPGA market is important, in the Intel umbrella right now, it's going to be the second, the middle child to some extent, right? So instead of it being the middle child, Intel wants to kind of make it and kind of give it independence and let it do its own thing so it can grow, right? And this is very, very different from what AMD just recently done. AMD recently kind of acquired Silinx, which is an FPGA company. So it does seem like they are in two different mindsets. And I want to say, both of them are obviously opposite, but it could be a good move even though they are exactly the opposite. So Intel mentions that, hey, look, in forms of that umbrella, the FPGA market can't grow. So for them to grow the FPGA market, they have to kind of diversify to some extent. I think that's a great move. AMD, on the other hand, believes that there's such a high synergy here that it's better to have them under one umbrella and they're able to focus on all the markets equally or, or kind of focus the right amount of growth for each industry. So for them, having them all under one umbrella makes perfect, perfect sense. Uh, so just because something makes sense for one business, it doesn't mean it has to make sense for another business. So I do believe both of this is good news for Intel. Obviously, it just showcases how AMD continues to be a strong leader, right? They're definitely dominating in the CPU leadership to some extent. We do see them continue to take market share from Intel, and we're also seeing them doing pretty good with the FPGA market. Um, outside of this, they do mention that in the upcoming years, they do expect to maybe build an IPO out of this uh, and bring even more kind of value to shareholders. Now, AMD, in my opinion, didn't really have much news coming out. I don't think there was anything crazy. The only thing I would say, if you are an AMD shareholder, uh, then definitely kind of keep an eye out on kind of their growth opportunities with everything happening in the market right now. Let me actually take a closer look because AMD was up roughly 5% on Friday, but I don't believe there was anything that really drove that stock price up. So I hope you guys do enjoy today's episode. Like I mentioned, if you guys haven't, make sure to hit the thumbs up. Make sure to hit the subscribe button. Take care. Have a good day and see you next time.